Good afternoon and welcome to another VSA Capital Technology and Transitional Podcast with myself, uh, Phil Smith, and uh, today welcome David Scriven uh, from our sales team as Andrew Monk is on holiday and enjoying golf in Cornwall, I think. David, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Phil. It's a pleasure to be with you and um, look forward to having a chat about uh, tech and transitional energy. So I guess let's uh, start off and I guess within about sort of 15 minutes uh, today, we should see news on the US jobs numbers estimated to be plus uh, 225,000. Yet this follows the Fed minutes uh, last night showing the hawks wanting a rate increase in June, but accepting a pause. So it's pretty much a likelihood that we will see a hike in July and another thereafter. Now, this market, the S&P 500 in context, uh, rally since October has been driven by tech. And I can't see financials recovering in the light of this news in the very short term. The measure of that is the KBW Money and Center, Money Center and Regional Bank Index, and it's not showing a convincing recovery at 30% below the February year high. Now, on recent economic services data out of China, that has disappointed. But Tesla's data in China has been pretty positive. The Shanghai plant saw a 20% year-over-year increase in deliveries, and the share price at 280 has recovered from the year low of 100 to near that year high of 314. Now, also news out overnight or early this morning, Tesla and China's top automakers have pledged to maintain fair competition and avoid abnormal prices. Sticking to China news, China has announced that gallium, 94% of world supply, and germanium, 83% of world supply, will be subject to export controls. Now, these two metals have a vast array of uses across chip making, communications equipment, and to defense. Now, as I look in the context of semiconductors and the SOX index, for some time now, it's been looking like it wants to make a new high. But of course, this news from China could temper that objective. Now, overnight, Wells Fargo was saying Corvo and Qualcomm were amongst some of the were amongst the number of semiconductors at risk of this news. But also Wolfspeed, who's a key supplier of materials for gallium nitride, um, would be at risk. But its shares bucked the trend last night because they won a two billion deposit from Manessas Electronics for a 10 year supply of silicon carbide. I'll touch on that key driver in the SOX index uh, up to now, so to speak, being NVIDIA later. But look at for now at a relative underperformer and wonder if we are moving from a down cycle to stabilization phase for micron technologies. Now, end markets are still weak, DRAM and NAND, PCs and smartphones, but Micron and the industry are reining in supply. Micron's fab utilization rate is down 30% versus 25% previously, and the company expects margins to stabilize at lower levels in the second half and turn positive in the second half of next year. Now, May Q results were better than expectations, so let's keep an eye out for that trend continuing. So backing up to NVIDIA again and looking at the AI ETF as it's a major component of that, 
Um, are we going to see AIs making a new high? Well, if you look at the analyst recommendations on NVIDIA and target prices, NVIDIA is currently 424. Now, most of the analysts are settling around about 450, but I can tell you there are some well north of 500 up to 550. And Palo Alto is making really strong new highs. So momentum is there. Now, where we see momentum coming off is in the clean tech ETF. Now, it's been in a little bit of a downtrade and trying to find support at 900. But if you look into the segments, you can perhaps find a clue as to why it's behaving like this. And in wind, perhaps it's still being held back from the Siemens energy profit warning relating to onshore legacy turbine issues a few weeks ago and the read through to component failure risks in peers like Westas. In solar, SMA Solar, which is solar inverters and basically photovoltaic systems technology, on the 23rd of June boosted its EBITDA guidance based on increased delivery capabilities due to faster improvements in material suppliers from the supply side and improved earnings contribution from all segments. However, I do note that solar cell and module manufacturing companies are seeing monomodule prices reach historic lows. The technology cycle is really fast, and the next generation Topcon could be superseded by heterojunction. Now, first, solar has stayed in the top 10 module makers, but new entrants have the advantage of modern factories and lower costs. I noted, however, that JP Morgan has added first solar to its large cap growth fund, taking a circa 2% holding. And looking further afield in ETFs, the battery chain ETF is just off a new high. Now, Enesis, which represents about 4% of that ETF, target prices have been upped by brokers following the company's guidance of revenue from 23 to 27 CAGR of 8 to 10%. Additionally, margins are benefiting for, for the company from reduced spot procurement and freight costs. Panasonic, I note, is very close to a year high. So that ETF is looking that it might head on, head on for a new high. And finally, um, wanted to mention Meta, which is up 3%, as Instagram is set to launch uh, uh, the Twitter rival in threads today in the US. Not, however, in Europe, as regulators are concerned over data sharing between threads and Instagram. And those are my notes from the US, Bill. Oh, David, thank you very much. Some very interesting insights there, particularly, um, you know, what you have to say about the Chinese announcement restricting supplies on gallium and, and germanium. I mean, those products are very, very important to the semiconductor industry as a whole. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how that, you know, does actually start to impact um, supplies. Um, so that was particularly eye-catching. Also, your comments on um, DRAM and Micron. Uh, Samsung had their results, and apparently, um, some of the worst numbers since 2008. But you've got to remember that Samsung is it's all about smartphones, about displays, but also Samsung is one of the largest global DRAM producers. So if it's looking like you know DRAM may be coming off a bottom now, um, then obviously that's uh, you know impacts more po positively for Samsung as well, but we'll be, be watching that very closely. Um, so let's just look a bit closer to home and to the UK and what's been happening. I mean, for many of you that hold, uh, if you hold uh, public company shares in the UK, 
Um, I'm sure you've seen a number of announcements on delays in results because of auditors. Seems to be all too frequent an occurrence. Um, but because of a number of, you know, company blocks, I guess, that we've seen and fines for um, for auditors in recent years, the regulators been looking very closely at audit processes and trying to improve the quality. Um, there was a report in the FT today uh, that the FRC, the accounting regulator, had criticised BDO and Mazars um, for an acceptable shortcoming in their auditors. Um, but, you know, we've got to remember that they're trying to open up the market in the UK as well, away from the big four firms and to, and to firms like BDO and, and for uh, and Mazars too. Um, so the, uh, you know, it's saying that uh, in terms of, of audit control, um, you know, Mazars received a low inspection score for the second year running out of seven tier one firms examined, but obviously Mazars has come back and saying it's making improvements in its processes. Um, and, you know, BDO um, has said sort of, you know, a similar, similar tone. So, just to let you know when you're seeing sort of these things ad hoc delays in companies publishing results because of accountancy you know audits being delayed well there's a more general um issue here and i think that report in the ft highlighted that so that's that's that now one company uh, that we've talked about uh, a lot on the podcast previously is Cooth, uh, ticker is KOO, the share price 347 pence, 113 million market cap. Um, and this company has a digital mental health platform um, and it's, uh, you know, it's, tar- it's supporting children and adults. Um, and it has, you know, Cooth.com, Cooth Student, Cooth Adult. Um, and it's, you know, one of the first, well, one of the first or well, most well-known um, companies actually trying to address the wide and growing issue of uh, mental health. Um, and the, you know, Cooth is commissioned by the NHS, uh, local authorities and, and charities. Anyway, the company is not only successful in the UK, uh, but it's also been expanding its business in the, UK, in the US. Um, and it's announced this week that it's won a four-year contract to serve 6 million 13 to 25 roles in California. Uh, the minimum contract value is $188 million through to June 2027, with the service launching in January 2024. A result of that, the group, Cooth, expects a material upgrade to 2023 uh, revenue guidance to not less than £34 million. Uh, and it's saying that uh, the contract's going to have a big material impact from 2024 onwards. And it's hiring an extra 200 staff and is to raise £10 million to fund expansion around that announcement. So very good news there uh, for Cooth. Ticket is KOO. So take a look out for that. Uh, another company that we talked about on the podcast um, covered before is Solid State. Ticket is SOLI, 142 million market cap. Uh, share price is um, 1270. They have four year results. Uh, what does Solid State do? They're a big distributor of electronic components internationally and also are engaged in electronic systems manufacturer, uh, particular ruggedized computing, display technology, battery power solutions, communications, antennas and secure radios. Um, so they're for your results. 
they said their components division delivered revenue of 70 million up from 52.5 million 33 percent increase in the prior year um, and that their systems division saw revenues increase by 77 percent to 57.5 million and that uh, reflected uh, the benefit of an ac the acquisition of custom power uh, in August 2022, that was 16.7 million benefits and that 57.5 million revenue. Custom Power, we discussed before, um, and they are a battery pack specialist in the US. Um, so again, strong uh, access to the US markets. Uh, the company also said, and they earlier reported this, about the uh, their systems division, uh, one of notable contracts uh, with a tier one defense provider. Um, and this was through NATO and it's the supply communications equipment. They raised 27 million pounds during the period to um, to acquire custom power. And just looking to the uh, the overall financial performance, that uh, revenue of 126.5 million total produced profit for tax of 10.8, up from 7.2 million. And they um, closed with a net debt of 8.1 million. But we've got to remember that it did make that acquisition. So overall, uh, that looks to be a decent set of results from Solid State. So the ticket is S-O-L-I. Um, and here is a company that I have not, um, I think we've commented on this one before. It's called ActiveOps. Uh, and active ops is is spelt with all one word. The ticket is AOM. The market cap is 63 million. Uh, they reported full year results, and they provide um, management process automation software. So some loosely described as um, software robots, I think the industry. Um, but their software is used to help automate uh, hybrid and, and back office operations. So hybrid, I presume, working from home or office, but um, but back office operations. Um, and not surprisingly, you know, it addresses industry that 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 has um, you know high levels of back operation, uh, back office operations, particularly you know, things like banking and um, insurance, financial services. Um, and they have two main segments, uh, three core products. Uh, and looking at core products, um, one is workforce optimization software. Um, and that's for employees addressing transactional processing, you know, things like payments, claims, application processing. Remember, their software helps automate these processes. Um, but it also has a software that helps with complex case management. Anyway, so enough about the products. Uh, what were the financial results? Um, the company reported four year revenues up by 11 percent to 25.5 million um, gross margins. Something we'll look at always closely, up from 81% to 82%. Um, and adjusted EBITDA moved from a loss of 0.3 million pounds to a profit of 0.7 million pounds, a close of 15.4 million in cash. Uh, and it's got 63 million market cap. So again, looking at the figures for the uh for active ops, they all seem to be moving in the right way um and doing you know pretty well in the UK. Uh, you know in the UK uh, sort of banking finance insurance uh, environments at the moment, especially given economic conditions. So again, that looks a decent set of results. Now, a company we've not, uh, we've not discussed on a podcast before um, has been listed for many years, uh, and I felt was worth talking about. Now, isn't software and it isn't electronics. No, it's advanced filtration technology. Um, also, um, they do monitoring equipment as well, and I'll talk about that. The company is poor there. 
P-O-R-V-A-I-R. The ticket is P-O-R-V, 300 million market cap. And they have interims the period may may end. And these shares have just been a very nice, steady performer over time. So what do they do? They provide specialist filtration, um, equipment, and uh, what they describe as separation solutions to industries, including uh, aerospace, microelectronics, energy, water treatment, and life sciences. Uh, and also, uh, they have a what we call describe their molten metal division, which I'll talk about. Now, the company is long established, has international revenues, 50% of the revenue from the states, 21% of the revenue is from continental Europe, and 18% is Asia. So a truly international business. Um, and they reported that their revenues, organic revenues, were 10% higher at 90.6 million pounds. Uh, their operating profits, 16% higher at 11.7 million pounds. Um, and that their basic ownership per share were 20% higher. And they closed with cash of 19.7 million pounds. They increased their dividends. Um, so good set of results from an international company uh, that covers a good number of market sectors uh, and is specialized tech. I mean, just to give you an idea of the quality of the technology that they're providing is their filters are used in the fuel tanks and cooling systems of aircraft. Uh, and in microelectronics, it has they provide pure, high, what they call high purity porous media. Um, filtration products, uh, both the gas and liquid applications. Well, I can tell you now that if they're going into microelectronics manufacture, particularly semiconductor manufacture, they need to be very, very high quality indeed. Uh, and then the laboratory division uh, designs and manufactures instruments and consumables for use in environmental and bias, um, bioscience laboratories, as well as lab robotics. So um, first time I really looked at Paul there, a uh, very, very interesting company indeed, and a very good set of results from Paul there. And thereby, and that seems to be a good note to end on, um, that's that's it for us this week. Uh, I couldn't come across any other other results, but, you know, as, as always with the VSA Capital Tech and Trans podcast, if there is anything you'd like us to discuss, Please, you know, feel free to to get in touch, or if there's anything you feel we've missed on this week's podcast, we'd always, always be delighted to to hear from you. And uh, just remains for me to uh, thank David very, very much for joining us this week. Pleasure, and thank you. And uh, we look forward to uh, chatting on the VSA Capital podcast um, next week. <laughs>